Welcome to the Chiro United podcast for January 29th, 2011. This podcast is brought to you by Chiropractic Vow Physics Seminars. We have a whiplash trauma seminar coming up in Park City, Utah on February 25th and 26th. We call that our ski school. Hopefully you won't get whiplash when you fall down the mountain because that's what the topic is, is whiplash trauma. This podcast is also brought to you by Elite Coaching and Dr. Fred DiDomenico, who has a seminar on February 12th and 13th in Salt Lake City, Utah. Last but not least, this podcast is also brought to you by PostureCo, developers of the X-ray digitizing software known as PostureRay, as well as the new iPhone screening app known as PostureScreen Mobile. Be sure to check that out on iTunes. That's PostureScreen Mobile. Now, let's get started. Power United for January 29th, 2011. Okay, you guys, this is a Chiropractic United group. It's uh, Dr. Dean Harris and Dr. Joe Farantelli and our guest speaker, guest and friend, Dr. Billy D. D. Moss of uh, DCS and CalJam. How are you guys doing today? Wonderful. Great. Good. So, what's that? Rock and roll. There you go. So anyway, we uh, you got CalJam coming up. It's one of the most awesome things that are going on in the profession that uh, definitely is creating a big wave. So first of all, kudos to you, Billy. But I think one thing is that is so fascinating about what you've done is we've known each other for 20-some-odd years, 25 years, went to LACC, you know, with a total metapractor school. And, uh, you know, there's those people that – followed what school told them, and, you know, hopefully they'll find a new path. And then the rebels that went out and uh, completely rebelled against everything that uh, we learned. So you came out of school and uh, a little bit lost, wore the white coat, used G5, you know, did the whole thing, had to wait tables to make it through practice. And we just want to kind of get your perspective on what that was like in your journey that you've been through in the last 25 years to where you are now a complete dark horse with your own style, own avenue that's uh, telling the truth about chiropractic principle with no holds barred. Right. So why don't you give us a perspective on that? All right. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I was into chemistry before I went to chiropractic school, and I studied nutrition back then. I always had kind of a, you know, health mindset. My parents wanted me to become a friggin' dentist, which is, I'm so glad I didn't because tartar and halitosis and gingivitis. Don't stoke me that much. <laughs> so finally, and then all my brothers were supposed to go to chiro- or to dental school too, and then I infected them all, and they all became chiropractors. So I have three brothers and a cousin. But it was when I was in the chemistry department at Cal State Fullerton, somebody dropped a Merrick chart, and it kind of showed a relationship between the spinal column and the nervous system and the organs. And I go, this makes so much sense. And I got into chiropractic. So I go to LACC, which stands for lack, lacking a lot. <laughs> and uh, a philosophy, that is. They've got the science, but that's about all they've got there. And They were pissed the off right if science, you said though. subluxation. Didn't, didn't they get pissed if you said that? That was almost against the law back then. It was. It, it was so funny. I was telling people in, in our pediatric class, I don't think we ever even discussed ever adjusting a child. That was like That would have been like forbidden, blasphemy. Huh? It was amazing. I, I still think back on that. It was just like... How can you have a pediatric class and not adjust a child? And it, 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 all we were talking to was the whole flu shots and the shots and the whole immunization program and all, just all the medical brainwashing that that school was pretty prevalent about doing at the time. So, I mean, I go into school with some 
you know, hint of philosophy, and then I got that just sucked out of me, and I ended up ended up being this cox flexion distraction back pain dude, and you know, that's cox. Quit laughing there, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Love the white coat, by the way. Oh, I had the white coat because I was afraid I was going to get blood on me. You know, that's why you wear a white coat. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a stethoscope or not? I don't know. Yeah, I had a stethoscope. I, I didn't wear it around my – but, you know, I had the little fag bag, the little black bag with the coffee in it and, you know, and the Wartenberg right? pinwheel and, you know. So I could look in people's ears and those, and you know, listen to heart. I, I used to listen to heart sound tapes. That's how screwed up I was in my nice. class. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Because I wanted to be a real doctor, you know. <laughs> yeah, the, the RD. Yeah, the RD. Nice. So you know, it wasn't until I, you know, I really, you guys, I met you, Fred, and I met your buddy John, and you guys just used to just make a mockery out of me and just. <laughs> John would throw me up against the wall, and you guys would just beat him. But the, you guys did it in love, you mean. And one of the things that you both said to me is, why are you trying to be somebody you're not? Why are you, like, trying to be this white coat dude? Because you knew I was you knew I was a character back then, because I used to basically – I want to drop an F-bomb, but I won't. Uh, <laughs> I used to just basically give you a flack back, but, but you knew I had a good sense of humor. You know, we liked to party back then, and we used to have a great time. But then I'd put the white coat on and go in and be like this dude. I, it was like total chameleon to who I really was. So you guys said, why don't you just be yourself? And then the thing that you did that really helped me so much in life was you guys dragged me back to DE. And is that where I went back to DE? And as I just got immersed in the philosophy, so I was 180. And it was then that, you know, I was at this measly 88-a-week practice to, I mean, right after going to DE, I, we, we, I jumped up to 300. 350, 400 a week, and you guys were seeing 600, 800 a week, and then eventually I grew up to 600 a week. And it was because of the, I got the balance and the philosophy that made me have this change. And it's ever since then, I've just always studied philosophy and have become just this maniac trying to get the message to the world. Wow. Well, I think that pretty much describes it, man. I mean, you know, it's a very good choice of words when you say maniac, because really the next thing is, is, you know, here you are, very conservative, and we knew who you were. I mean, you were the guy that, you know, we would have a new patient, and you go, go in, the, in, the, in our room and lay a big old fart that would just reach. So the new patient well, would go in there. I didn't know there people in there, though. I didn't do it on purpose. I just there was a fan in there, he did. So, so anyway, I mean, the bottom well, I line is. I the only one that did that, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah, put me in that only corner there. Well, no, it's just funny in the fact that it was like, yeah, man, you went from a, you know, being real conservative with patients to like, yeah, you know, what what took those limitations off? I think it was just knowing the truth, man, and, and it's like, I mean, sometimes people think I'm crazy, I'm a maniac, but I look at the world and I look at, I was just thinking about just how they just stick needles in kids endlessly and they're giving them drugs. I mean, 25% of the kids now in our population are on drugs. I look at that as pure lunacy, and, and it's almost diabolical, and I get so pissed off inside that I just it boils inside me, and I just have this massive like yearning to make sure that the world understands where we are as chiropractors. And, you know, we all get burned out on the whole thing that people think, right. oh, I don't have any back pain or neck pain. What do I need to go? 
I mean, what chiropractic really does, and I'm sure this is what Dee teaches, is that if we maintain the spine, you're going to live longer. It's about life extension. Yeah, and then I'm really big on nutrition and teach them how to eat right. I mean, the whole five factors of health is what I teach with my people in my office, and it's, it's really quite simple. And you just see people's blinders come off, and you see the light come on inside them, and they get the big idea, and they get the big picture. And then it just... I have this global message to get this out to the world before we exterminate the human population. Right. You know, what's what's funny about this, Fred, uh, when I was telling you when you were down at my office this past week and I said, yeah, we're we're getting a podcast, we're going out, Dee and I are going out to uh, Cal Jam, you ever hear of it? I I didn't know the history between you guys. I I knew nothing of it. And and Billy, Fred looks at me and goes, yeah, I know a a little bit about this guy. Yeah, I, I had I had no idea the history. Yeah, well, I think one of the things, Billy, and again, we've known each other for a long time, is the more that you just were yourself, that your practice grew so fast. Right, because people and, see through that whole facade thing, you know. So, what would you say to to other people that really to come out of their shell and live a fulfilled purpose? What would your What would you tell them? What's your message to them? I think. I think the first thing you need to do is be honest with yourself and then be honest with people. And then you need to really not worry about telling people the story because they're ready for the story. And don't worry about – I mean, sometimes people water it down. I mean, I remember I used to have like, oh, I have a nurse coming or a doctor coming tonight. I would – you know, I'd almost feel like I'd have to water it down or tone it down. Now, now when if i got somebody like that in there, I just pull, up, just pull out the full blowtorch and I just light it up. <laughs> because the thing is, they know it too. I mean, they know it's all bullshit. <clears throat> they don't take half the drugs they prescribe to their patients. They don't get half the vaccines that they prescribe. I mean, we even I was just talking to a pharmacist that we know. He says he doesn't even give he doesn't even allow the flu shot in his office because he used to when he used to do it, he'd see how many people got sick from it. Yep. So the thing yep. is, they know it's bullshit. You know? And they but the thing is, they were trained for so long that it's so ingrained in their just their whole being that that's so hard for them to let that old paradigm go but it's that paradigm is falling fast man and it's yep. just and and people know that too it's just because of all the communication and the, and the internet that we've got it's just that paradigm is dead and it, the longer they try to revive that dead horse the, the more it's going to smell and stink yeah that's right hey uh billy it's deed here let me uh we're going to go off on some tangents i know but let me kind of well, I'm almost ready to drop some F-bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, me, uh, let me redirect this just for a minute. Um, All right. How long, Cal, how, how long has CalJam been going, and, and what prompted you to start CalJam? Okay, it's, it's my fourth year. This will be our fourth year. And I'm looking at being either the second or third largest conference or seminar, hopefully, in the world. Uh, because it rocks, dude. It friggin' rocks. And it's because... I bring this kind of energy to it, and then we overlay it with live rock and roll videos, and it's balls to the wall, ovaries to the wall, just in your face, telling you the truth, not candy coating, and not walking that little ICA, ACA tightrope to try to keep these guys happy and those guys happy. It's basically, this is the truth, dudes, and whether you're in or out, if you're not in, get the hell out, okay, because we're going to take this message to the world. I'm sick of waiting around 116 years to get this handle. I mean, uh, what's taking us so long? We see like 1% to 2% of the population on a regular basis. It's because we're afraid to tell the truth, but the, re- the world is ready for the truth, man. So uh, back to your question, which was what, what prompted me to do it was actually – 
you know, I've been doing this DCS thing where, where people come to my office once a month and I bring <coughs> different speakers. But I went to, I went to hear uh, Chestnut and his wellness program. And I just, all the statistics and the facts, and it's just like, God, I just, if there's any way we could just turn people onto this information. And it was from going to there that I said, you know what? I remember as a kid going to the California Jam, and we would go out to Ontario, and we'd hear Ted Nugent and Black Sabbath and Deep Purple and Black Oak, yeah. Arkansas, and Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. And there'd be like 200,000 people out there in the dirt listening to rock and roll, doing whatever you do out in the dirt, smoking pot taking acid, whatever, but there was just these masses of people out there that were excited to, to, to listen to music, and I just said, what if we had that kind of audience, not with, you know, with all the drugs, but we have a wellness kind of atmosphere where we have some cool rock and roll bands, and then we stick Deed Chestnut, Deed Harrison up there, put Chestnut up there, put, you know, other great speakers in our profession so that they're going to hear a wellness concept in a kind of a festival party atmosphere. And again, I know this will work because you get this thing big enough and it's already starting to get big. I've had a couple huge sponsors that I'm meeting with next week that if we've got the money, then we can pull the bands in and just make it a fun festival where people can come hear the truth finally, not in like little 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 seat arenas. I want to start filling stadiums and then once we get one stadium, then we can go across the country and across the globe and do this thing with the Rock and Roll Wellness Festival. Yep, right on. Let me ask you just a couple more questions, and I'll shoot it back to, to uh, Fred. You know, it's really been in the last two years that this thing has blown up, and there, there's a couple things I think that it's done it. Number one, it was the right time. Chiropractors are ready for this because we're It's tired. always been the right time. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we're tired of being pigeon, pigeonholed in, into these little conditions and right. walking the line. Right, walking the line, that's a great term. Yeah. Right. And the other thing is, it's got to be now the social media. I mean, I, I've just talked to a guy this morning on the, on the Internet from Finland, and he's coming over to Cal Jam. I mean, you're, you're reaching people not just in the United States and Canada, but you're talking over in Europe. Well, so, yeah, we got people from Australia. Got, i got a bunch of guys coming from Peru. And then I can't get the, some jackasses, apathetic guys in my own neighborhood to get off their asses and come over because they got some hangnail or something that they're all worried about, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. You know, you it's know, a prophet be, at least heard in his own backyard. I guess is what they say. I don't yeah, know. It's yeah. got to. It's got to be that you're reaching people through the buzz. I mean, Facebook yeah. has been an awesome thing for you. You know, uh, and I used to call Facebook fag book, and now I take that back. I. I mean, I think Facebook is an amazing, amazing vehicle to get your message out. And you know, yep. sometimes my girls see me on the Facebook thing and they think I'm wasting time. But the thing is, what I'm doing, like I spun some messages to Jimmy Gregg yesterday. I spun some messages to, to Hoffman. I spun some, uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name right now, just a bunch of DE guys because I want to get that whole DE energy into this thing, you know. Yep. So the thing is, it just makes those contacts possible that we right. never, ever had the accessibility before. And then, yeah, then I got all these guys coming from different parts of, the globe, what I do is I look at their friends and I look at their chiropractors and then I send them a link. So it's like I'm spreading this thing all over the planet. And that's why, yeah, I'm going to go to Australia next year. I'm going to Europe next year. I'm really going to build this thing up as being a global international event with California as being just the focus. It's a cool place to come to. I mean, yeah. we used to go to Georgia all the time. I mean, Atlanta. I mean, 
Atlanta doesn't have anything on Southern California. I hate to say there's no waves there. There's we got we got Exclusive surfing, waves. we got snowboarding here. You got Disneyland, you've got Hollywood, you got the San Diego Zoo, you got Sea World, you got South Coast Plaza. It's an amazing, amazing place to come. You know. Yep. Right oh, on. I, I'm stoked about it. I mean, and well, I'm doing it in February because you got people that are freezing their asses off up in Canada where it's like negative ten. They, I mean, yeah. it was 90 here yesterday. It, so it's better here in the winter than it is in the summer here. Yeah, Literally. not just yeah, Canada, man. Elko, Nevada, dude, it's like 10 degrees at night where I live. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, indeed, I'm here in Daytona Beach right now. It's about 75 and sunny with yeah. waves. Yeah, screw you guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the Pacific Northwest where it's always sunny in the, su- in the winter. Yeah. yeah. Right. We got sun every day. Hey, real quick, one of... Just uh, one more question for you and then a comment. When, I don't uh, watch all the Facebook buzzes, but one of my favorite ones was the uh, White Punks on Dope. Is that what it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, sw- I swear to God I love that one. Uh, number Do you one, remember that song, though? I remember the song, and that's part of the reason <laughs> I liked it. But number two is because it's talking about what's going on with the kids. And I, I just read something this morning because I, I try to read different studies almost every day. And a new study just came out in the American Journal of Epidemiology showing that when you give antibiotics to kids under six months of age, you're predisposing them for statistically significant increases in asthma. This is a huge thing. Right. And chiropractors are not treating enough kids. In fact, we're afraid to treat kids. We're afraid to x-ray kids. We're afraid to adjust kids. But yet we'll still Yeah, we're giving them friggin' drugs. How smart is that? Yeah. Yeah, and let's predispose them to asthma instead of a little bit of x-ray and a lot of adjusting. Right. Well, that's one of the things I say a a lot of times, too, and Jane gives me shit for saying it, but I say, if you don't see kids, you friggin' suck, man. Yep. (laughs) You know, it pisses me off. Why would a kid not need something that an adult needs? It's like saying, well, you know, you need to eat healthy, but feed your kids a bunch of shit, you know? That's right. Yep. It, it, where's the common sense? And it's all these guys that you know profess to be scientific. It's like it makes no sense, dude. A spine is a spine. What does age have to do with it? You know. Plus, if you're really <laughs> scientific, why don't you look back? Is the the spine in, when you're in youth is in its formative stages? That would be the most important time to take care of it, man. Not yep. wait till it's degenerated and osteophytic. It's just, right. I get so frustrated with this profession sometimes. It's just this. You know, like some guys, oh, it's unscientific to adjust children. I go, yeah. where would you get that? Where would that even come from? Right, right. My favorite one is don't x-ray a kid. Well, you can x-ray them when they're 50 and they've got kyphotic necks and they've got yeah. stage 2 and 3 degeneration and radiculopathy. When do you think that kyphotic neck started? Yeah. You know, yep. you go a step further with that deed. This is how asinine it is. Yep. You don't want to x-ray a kid. You might use like a tenth of a second, and then they can hold a friggin' cell phone to their brain all friggin' day. Well, Tell me, better. and then feed them a bunch of shit at McCrap well, McToilet. Fly on an airplane. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. And then one little diagnostic thing that's going to give you a clue as to what's causing their health issues. Oh, don't do that, you right. know. Yeah, and then back, but to think, de- back to the dentist thing, if you would have been a dentist, you know what? You'd x-ray teeth, but you know what? They make fake teeth. Yeah, and you know what else, Steve? There's not a nervous system running through your friggin' teeth either. That's right. Right. Well, you know, the bottom line here with, with all of us on the phone is it's like what Fred Bard says. It's a life without fear. The thing is, 
you know, and this is what I teach elite clients and everybody that we coach, that, you know, when your conviction is bigger than any other objection, any other political policy, any other rule that man makes, but you know this is a, you know, chiropractic is like a divine law, man. It's, you know, it's the spine in upright position is going to break down. You've got a spinal cord through there. It is the foundation and core strength of your body. And, and the whole reason we have Chiropractic United and you on here, Billy, is because Deed is the most published guy in the whole history of the profession. Right. That has it all that can show you that this equals disease. Right. You know, and you know what, Deed, I hopefully you're ready for this, but that's why I picked you. I'm I want to make this Caljam look like bulletproof, man. Because one of the things people think I'm just like a you know, a jokester and stuff, but I'm friggin' serious about getting this handled. And that's why I got, you know, I've got Clum there. He's a president of a college. I want to keep bringing the college president. I want to bring you as, as often as you want to come because I need the science to back up what we're doing, the subluxation. I want to make this thing so bulletproof that, you know, that's the whole thing. They were trying to pull me down with all the relicensure stuff. So they can go, a lot of these guys go to the, you know, those relicensure things where they pay 69 right. bucks and they go learn a bunch of crap that doesn't do anything but just further them down the road of just being a complete failure. But when they come to CalGem, they're going to get science, they're going to get, they're going to get uh, technique, but they're going to get the flame. They're going to get that drive. They're going to be so pissed off that they've got to go back and change. They're going to be, they leave CalGem and they're completely different people, and they go back to their practices and they explode because they've got the, all three prongs. of They've got the art. They got the science, but most of all, what they didn't get in school is they're finally getting the philosophy. And if you've got all three of those in balance, you're going to kick ass in practice. There's nothing that's going to restrict you. That's right, man. Well, I really appreciate it, it. You know, we all know, too, your level of success in practice is directly proportional to your conviction and your ability to confront. The thing that I think the message of you, Billy, is that Dark Horse and Cal Jam is that it is a life without fear. It's that the biggest fear is not telling the story. Like our biggest fear is if we don't tell it, how many lives are lost. Right. Like right. that's the greatest fear. So I have to tell it. doesn't matter what they say politically. doesn't matter what your x-ray protocols on children and you say that we're not supposed to do. We're going to do it anyway. Right, right. Because there's no fear. Right. Well, and conviction. I would, if I can break in, Deed can profess to this. How is it so crazy that the schools don't even take x-rays for subluxation on half the time now? It's, it's crazy the way I look at it. Yep, you've got political pressures that are acting on the colleges, and you, you see it in a number of different ways. Number one, the LACC is now, it's SCUS, it's Southern California University of Health Sciences. They took chiropractic out of the name of the school. I thought and it was so, sucks now. Yeah. <laughs> so it, the problem is the schools are, are turning in different directions due to political pressures, and a lot of it has to do with the chiropractors they put out were so disappointed in the education that they received that they don't want to give back to the school, or they didn't make it as a graduate from that school. So then the schools turn down a political road, and they're shifting gears, and, and uh, they're falling to the, the prey of uh, – the pressures from the outside and what we're going to see in the next 10 years you're going to see the average graduate does not even own an x-ray machine let alone take x-rays right that's what that's what's happening in the next 10 years if we don't do something about it and my group is trying to do things about it through uh, quality scientific research and and putting out guidelines on x-ray utilization but you know we need a voice and that's why it's pretty damn exciting to get to go to cal jam 
and uh, have a voice that can reach a lot of people. So uh, and you I'm can honored. drop f bombs too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I like that. Okay. I may I may throw one or two in. It's yeah. not my style. That was that was my New Year's resolution not to do it, but sometimes they just <laughs> come out. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's a passionate word. It does have purpose. It does. Yeah. <laughs> there's just some way. There's just no other way to express yourself. Sometimes you just get you get so frustrated. Sometimes it just has to come out. You know. That's right. Absolutely. Right. Well, well, guys. Awesome. Well, Awesome talking. Yeah, so let's – so, you know, you've given us the vision for Cal and Billy. I just want to say how stoked I am to have you there, you know. And right on. I mean, I've always resonated with all the stuff that you're doing, but it's just it, – it makes me proud to be a chiropractor to see what you're doing out there. And, and that that's why I asked you to do it is because, I mean, I want to have solid, solid – a solid program on every front so nobody can throw any daggers at me. It's going to be bulletproof, dude. Well, I appreciate it. You know, from my point of view, doing uh, research and, and, you know, the teaching and the clinical side of it, I always wanted to be a clinician. I never thought of myself as a researcher, but now 15 years later, here I am. And it's it's funny that I am in the top of the profession as, as a researcher. You are at the top of the profession. Nobody's re- uh has many research papers as you. Yeah, yeah, that that's, you know, it, it's true that the, the – Odd thing, though, is I'm considered a, a rogue researcher by the mainstream chiropractic researchers, and they'll they'll even say that. Um, Why do you say that? Explain well, that to me. When you when you go to formal research conferences in chiropractic, it, it's very consistent and common for like my dad and I to have been told, well, your research just isn't mainstream chiropractic research, and it's just not the direction that we want chiropractic to go. And I'm thinking, you don't want chiropractic to go towards correcting spines and and finding out what a normal spine is and and validating what a subluxation is and what it can do. That's oh, no, you're, you're too close to work, Pete. Don't get that argument. You're too yeah, close yeah. to the work. I mean, that's a, sec- that's a secondary side of it, but it's like, as yeah, they want to study like back pain and shit like that, huh? Right. Boring right. ass crap. That's right. But so you, I've always, as a researcher from the research community, been considered like a, a rogue, non-mainstream researcher. So, and I've always liked that. My dad and I always liked that because we're the black sheep, the under. Yeah, I, I like the. I've always, in fact, when I was a kid in kindergarten, that's what I was. My mom had to dye a bunch of black mops black and then put them on. I was the black sheep. Nice. You were the black sheep, literally. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and yeah. I'm the black horse. That's what you guys call me. Yeah, there, there you go. go. There you go. I like go. that, too. Yep. So right on. Anyway, I'm, I'm glad to have a stage and a platform to be able to come and uh, speak the truth and speak the message about uh, spinal correction and subluxation. Yeah, and you got, you're going up right after Tim O'Shea. I don't know if you've heard him speak before. I, I absolutely have. You have, and he drops a lot of F-bombs, too. In fact, I don't nice. think there's anyone that's ever dropped more F-bombs than Tim, but so well, we'll see. If he, he may lay some pavement for you, so you don't have anything to worry about. Well, that might be good. If I, you know, Even if I don't throw in one, he probably threw in double the amount for me, so I'm covered. There you go. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have to alter those PowerPoints, Steve, to add some, uh, some, uh, some words in your PowerPoint. <laughs> Change the vocabulary. Yep. Yeah. So, uh... You know, you kind of gave us the vision where you're going, Billy, and you're certainly building a huge foundation throughout the profession. You know, top leaders in the profession are at your at the Cal Jam. So, um, what 
what do you want to say to people about this whole thing? You know, what message you want to deliver? I mean, obviously, just it's come out and support it. Is all I'm saying. You know, it's like I don't understand why somebody wouldn't come to something like this. I mean, it's got to be the coolest thing that's going on in the profession. It's like the Woodstock of chiropractic. You know, we not only have all this, but at the end of it, we got a, this killer funk disco band. We're all going to dress up in disco stuff and wigs and party afterwards. Come and celebrate the coolest profession on the planet. Come and hang out with the coolest people on the planet. I mean, we've always, I remember we used to say this. You said this, Fred. You know, we, we just mentioned it, how much we love to hang, hang around chiropractors. And you go, you said it one time, yeah, what do I want to hang around here or something? <laughs> yeah, I thought I said it exactly like that. Too. You did say it exactly like that. And it's like, uh, you know, chiropractors are the most awesome people, and you can stay up all night talking chiropractic if you're around the right chiropractors. You know, and then there's those people that don't resonate with us. Screw them. Stay home. Those people stay home. I don't want to hang out with people. Like, there's always the negative few, and you're going to have that anywhere you go. But I think if enough of us come together, and that's the theme this year is come together by the Beatles. It's got a Beatles theme. Come together, and let's get it. Let's unify, you know. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with the dudes that want to, you know, start having you know, selling prescription drugs. I mean, I'm not into that stuff. They're trying to pull us the other way. But if we can come together, celebrate, break bread together, we can move this profession where it needs to go. Because if people see that there, there's going to be strength and unity, and we can really communicate what really needs to get done in this profession. And that's why I'm so stoked to have Dee there, because I like having some science behind what we're doing as well. And there is science for the subluxation, and we need to take this message to the people. Yep. Well, I'm honored to bring it, and I, I will certainly bring it. You got my word on it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that you will. And people are going to expect it, Dave, because this podcast is out before uh, Cal Jam, so yeah. they're going to be expecting you. Yeah, right. Right. I got to come up with something new. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, like I said, united is the word, you know, and that's, we all stick together, man. We have strength in numbers, and that's right. one of the things that, you know, our whole purpose that Dee and I are starting having you as a speaker, Billy, on Chiropractic United, that we're starting it online to uh, bring together the research, the philosophy, you know, communication, everything in practice that is so consistent with what you're doing that it's, it's an honor for us to be aligned with you, and as you know, you will be a guest speaker and have a DVD speaking on uh, the website that will be up there all year long. Perfect. So uh, it's awesome, and, uh, you know, it's a pleasure for us to be aligned with you, certainly. Dude, you know so, I love you, man. You know I love you, man. I know, man. I know. <laughs> hey, Dean, when's your next big seminar? Uh. Well, the biggest one we do is uh, the annual. You just annual. had it, right? Well, no, we, <laughs> we do the annual in September. But we got an upcoming seminar in uh, Park City at the end of February. It's our Ski ski with CE Whiplash uh, series that Joe Ferentelli got me into. Cool. So better, yeah, he, better, didn't, he, he didn't believe it would be a good, a good place to do a, a seminar. Yeah, it, it better be a big seminar. <laughs> otherwise, Joe doesn't get paid for the month of February. Uh-uh. <laughs> Hopefully they won't get whiplash while they're on the stage. Yeah, well, if they can, they can handle it. Yeah, That's we'll right. be able to take care of them right there. That's right. That's right. Hey, one last question, Billy. Um, if if you're going to get as big as people maybe think you are and with your vision, what what do you want to do with this ultimately? I mean, what are you trying to do? Do you want to be able to influence schools? Do you want to be able to influence research? 
And here's the selfish one for me. Do you want to be able to fund some chiropractic research? Oh, dude, I would love to fund. I mean, the thing is, that's what I, I – my whole problem in the beginning has been, you know, the, the first couple of years, I was just scraping to break even. You put seminars, and you know what it's like, how it's – and when you come to this venue, you're going to go, oh, my God, this guy is serious, because this is not like at a Holiday Inn or some cheesy friggin' hotel, dude. This is at a performing arts center that's just sweet, dude. Yep. It's because I'm trying to raise awesome. the bar. I'm trying to get chiropractors out of this poverty mentality. I want them. That's why we're having the black tie gala. I want, it's nice to dress up and feel good about yourself. I mean, that's what this whole event is, with, just taking people and elevating them to where they should be, because chiropractic is so awesome. It's just sometimes people have this poverty uh, lack mentality, and it's the, the, when you come to CalJam, you walk away feeling like you're, you're the king of the world, you know, and, and you got a job to do, and you got a purpose. So, right. Well, out of that, I think can come some big things. I'm sure you've got some big ideas with, you know, some uh, some sponsors and a board maybe put together, and you know, in the end, money talks, and that's how. Yeah, you exactly, man. Influence. I mean, I can't get you two there if we don't have like 1.5 million dollars. Is the whole deal. There you go. I mean, okay, uh, and then that—that's what I'm looking. at. I'm looking at prices of bands, and I'm looking at sponsors. Yep. And if we put Red Hot Chili Peppers up there, the Black Crows, and another band, yep. that's going to attract people to the event. And they say, hey, it's plus it's a cool wellness festival. We're going to have, you know, I'm trying to think, mm -hmm. of, like David Wolf. I think it'd be a great. He talks a lot about raw foods and stuff. Just real dynamic individuals that are also in the same pair. That's why I'm looking at this thing. It can't only just be chiropractic because our profession, I don't right. think right now, has the impetus to take this thing on. So that's why I want, next year I'm really delving into other, you know, uh, health, uh, whatever the word I'm looking for, ancillary alternative methods, uh, you know, whether it be Pilates or but just find people that are big speakers in their uh, communities and then bring their people along with them, too. Yeah, because we all have the same vision. It's just, you know, getting people there. Right, but the chiropractic will things. always be the main reason I'm doing it, but I just might need these other people to help bring the crowds because, like, the apathy in our profession is what drives me nuts, too. Yeah. Nobody wants well, let, to let me say one thing about the Pilates thing. That This is what shocks me about chiropractors. Have you ever seen a, a fat Pilates instructor? No. But yet there's chiropractors walking around that are not the image of health and that, number one, maybe, maybe they're not in the best shape, fine, but you've got to practice what you preach. And if you're walking around and your posture sucks and you've got kyphotic necks, then what's the message that you're – putting out there to the community. Right, and, and those people don't even know that's the problem. They don't understand yep. the whole degeneration Well, process. I think that's part of the apathy, you know? I mean, right, if you're right. walking, well, yeah, no wonder you're right. apathetic. you got a kyphotic neck. Right. That's yep. the whole principle of chiropractic. Right. Yep. Well, in, in the end, image is a lot. It's everything. And, again, you don't see a fat Pilates instructor. Right. And, I mean, that's something that chiropractors have to kind of take notice of, and, and we've got to be the image of health, so I mean that vision of yours taking it to outside professions is something that's uh, I think important in every. Yeah, and I get some flack from people about that too, but it's 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 matter. It's it, we can't do it just with the little small profession that we have if we want to make this have a global impact with it. We've got to bring in, you know, the mass outside people. Okay, but yeah. the chiropractic's the reason we're doing it. I mean, we're just bringing that in as fluff to to fill some seats and. And once we get those people, then they're going to understand chiropractic better, and they're going to see it from a different angle, and they're going to under they're going to relate to it. I mean, you know, a lot of times people, whether it's 
acupuncturists or Pilates people, they get a taint of view of chiropractic because, you know, they don't understand it either. Yep, right. So if they come and listen to Dee, they come and listen to Chestnut, they come to listen to some of the greatest speakers in our profession, it's going to pull them into our arena too, and it's going to solidify what we're doing. So. Yep, right on. You know, I get called a mixer for talking about that stuff, but it's like... <laughs> Whatever, dude. Yeah, it is yeah, whatever. That is it in, in the end. And, you know, if somebody's out there listening, you know, all of us go through a bad state in our life and a bad phase, and we go up and down, whether it's in health or weight. But, you know, this is the time to get on track. You know what I mean? Right. And I walk my talk on this. I mean, I eat impeccably. I'm going to go surfing right when we're done here. It's like I work out. I don't watch TV. I don't read the paper. I just focus on being positive as much as possible because people don't want to come to a grumpy doctor. They want to come to somebody that vibrates with health and vibrates with positivity. That's right. you got to have energy. Oh, man, you got to have it. You know, sometimes like, people think I'm on drugs, and it's just, no, dude, I just, you know, I eat raw foods all day, and I don't eat You're a bunch just fired of, up, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't eat a bunch of crap that's going to drain the energy out of me either, you know. That's the whole thing. And plus, I move. I mean, you got to go yeah. surf and do things. you got to keep your body just moving and vibrating. So. Yep. Yeah, Deep does a lot of surfing there in Elko, Nevada. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, we called you the dark horse here, but you're really a bright light in the profession. So uh, You're so sweet, Fred. You know, we appreciate that, Can I man. I tell you how much and I love you, Fred? I know, but we're brothers, man. We're family. I know, I know. It's all good. So I, I swear, if it wasn't for you two, I'd probably be in the white coat still, probably seeing about 88 a week, frustrated as living hell, with yeah, a flesh and extraction table and hot packs. So I really, be living I really in thank you guys surfing. all the time. Yeah, it's all good, man. You did it. You know, we just brought you to DE, and uh, John brought me to DE. So, you know, I mean, I remember the first mom. time. Uh, I, know the, I know mom. Mom was taking <laughs> care of us. You know, I just remember hearing that truth. You know, the first DE I went to was two months, or the first month out of graduating. And we didn't know at LACC, like I said earlier, we're supposed to adjust the kid. I remember coming back on Monday, and there was this kid with the worst asthma, one-year-old. And we just came back from DE, and it's like, if that's truth, then it works. I remember telling the patient, we're going to adjust her neck, and she's not going to have asthma. And after, like, a few weeks, it was gone. I didn't even know how to adjust the neck. We didn't learn that in, a in LACC. But, you know, you heard the truth, Billy, and you ran. You knew what was truth, and then your life took off like a frickin' rocket. So, right, right, right. You know, show you the light, man, and you're, you're shining it to everybody else. So we appreciate awesome. that about you. It's awesome to be associated with you. And... uh Unless anybody has anything else, thanks for right, hanging out Let me say one other thing. Today. If you guys are ever in the hood here in, yeah. in Newport, California, not Newport, wherever it's yeah. at, yeah. Uh, Newport, Ricky, come in Ricky. and let me know. We'll do a buzz. I would love to do one with you guys. Right on. We'll do it. Yeah, that'd be we'll, awesome. And we'll yep. start. We'll spit and stuff. We'll just get so, ah. Nice. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we'll bite each other. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I got a new wig for the, the gig. Cool. Big All right. Thing. Right on. Well, we look forward to it. Cal yeah. Jam uh, on the, uh, what is it, the 18th? 18th, 19th. You're on the 18th. Yep. You're yep. scheduled. I'm looking at the schedule. You're at 10 to 11. That's right. Wonderful. We're right. fired up. Right Cal after Cal Tim Jam. O'Shea, he'll get you fired up, too. Right yeah. on. And remember All what right. DJ Palmer said, don't take yourself so damn seriously. Yeah, I get that, I man. Live yeah, by we're that. all about that, man. Yeah, man. Have some all right, brother. Well, thank right, you so it. much for sharing your purpose. Rock and roll. Right. 
Yep. All right, you guys. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.